Now, Richard Farley, of course, had a crack at uh, ownership of the Warriors. Him and his consortium from the United States were prepared to pay upwards of more than $20 million New Zealand money to buy the Warriors. Of course, they missed out to the ARL and Ortex. But Richard Farley, of course, was very much in the camp of promoting the Pacific Rugby League angle. And, of course, maybe a chance here to have a look at this proposal. So he joins the programme again. Uh, Richard, we welcome you to the Radio Sport Breakfast. How are you doing? Hey, thanks for having me on. Uh, been a great day today. Let, let's go straight to this. Would you be interested in either owning or at least funding a Super Rugby franchise that would play games in the Pacific Islands? Well, it, it, the um, the prospect of of an expansion Super Rugby franchise that we were thinking that would be uh, uh, Pacific Island uh, uh, of Pacific Island origin, based in in Hawaii, uh, was the original reason why our group came together in the first place. Um, we we came together after all the excitement of the talk of the expansion, right, with Japan, Argentina, and then all the talk was about the next step was the United States. So that's when we had first uh, all, all come together. Um, uh, to do that, and then when the when the expansion kind of hit uh, hit a rough spot, there was when we started looking at other opportunities, um, and that's when the Warriors kind of popped up on the radar. So this is actually right down the lane of the original reason why our group came together. What about this idea, though, that the team would be based in Fiji and would play games in the Pacific Islands and also New Zealand and Australia? Does that take your fancy? Um, that. Our, our, obviously, our, um, what we're looking at is to have the team based in Hawaii. It would still have the, 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 the Polynesian Pacific Island flavor to it. But you're, the, obviously, what has to be behind it is the economic feasibility of, of uh, the team. Um, and by opening the door with, uh, with Hawaii, it also grants you access to the U.S. market. So that's, that's the angle that, that we see with the economic and financial viability of the, of the organization. It would be, it would be just, it would be particularly challenging to have it based either in Tonga, Fiji, or Samoa. And th- those are just, those are just uh, financial realities that, that have to be addressed. And we kind of, you know, it, it would be the same idea, but just based in, in Hawaii. So I, I wonder if that is, is that possibility um, is something that they would be willing to, whether would, would they be open to it? Richard, I'm just wondering if you can give us just a, a very uh, rudimentary level in this because none of us have been through these bids and you have. So when we hear that there's a feasibility study, can you give me about, you know, what percent of the way in is this idea? Is this like 20% of the way along? Is it a 50% along, 70 Where are you at when you're doing a feasibility study on something? Well, the way we look at it, uh, the first thing that, that has to make sense is, is the economics of it, right? Mm-hmm. Because players have to be paid, airlines have to be, you know, you have, you have uh, travel costs, you have broadcast um, audiences, and all of that is primarily driven, is primarily driven by, uh, by broadcast revenue. And so uh, that's, that's the biggest piece of the pie that has to be addressed first. And so I, I'm just talking about from our side, yeah, yeah. right? So we're looking at how do we achieve uh, economic, uh, commercial, and financial viability um, and when we're when we were doing our feasibility study of where we could operate successfully operate a Pacific Island team, um, 
it 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 just made sense for us to especially to break open uh, the U.S. market with the potential that does exist here and the quality of players that you would have access to from uh, the Pacific Islands and still be able to have it be based in the Pacific uh, in, a, in a place like Hawaii. So uh, when you're looking at uh, financial viability is everything. And mm. so when you're, when you're looking at it, obviously the, the, the ability to field a quality team that can be competitive isn't going to be the issue. But then again, for the same reasons why these players go and play in Europe and New Zealand and Australia and other places, they're, they're, those decisions are based, are based on, on financial reasons. Um, and so that's, that's the question that has to be addressed first. So um, I'm uh, obviously, I don't have access to that, uh, to the feasibility, to the feasibility study that they did perform, but I mean, just on, it's, it's just interesting to look at it and see where, where are they going to achieve the financial um particularly when it comes to the broadcast portion uh, of the, um, of the, of the venture. And so it's, it, it, you know, maybe, maybe they've been able to, to resolve it. Uh, we, we weren't able to, to sort that out on our end. So uh, did you at. actually, did you actually have a, a, I guess a concerted look at this as an idea as to base a team in the Pacific islands as opposed to Hawaii? And what did you come back with? Well, we we just looked at uh, when you're looking at uh, at income levels, uh, when you're looking at uh, the the general size of, of of the audience, you're actually going to be relying mostly on additional uh, eyeballs coming to televisions from uh, New Zealand and Australia, uh, and that it, it was just difficult to find. Um, the, uh, the, the the financial revenue that was going to be generated from that, but if you were able to throw in the U.S. market, that's where that's where everything changed for us from looking at basing it either in Tonga, Fiji, or Samoa. So, what would make it worthwhile then? I, I guess for people putting this together, like, is it just just the broadcast revenue? Do you think that that's the that's what makes it worthwhile to come on board? Yeah, and see, <clears throat> the broadcast revenue as it stands with traditional media is the main driving revenue source for uh, organizations like this, whether it be Super Rugby, the NRL, uh, the NBA, NFL, Major League Baseball, any of those things. But now you're also starting to see the ability of those organizations to tap into the non-traditional uh, media revenue sources, which is coming from streaming like Amazon, uh, Netflix, Facebook is going to be getting into streaming, Disney is going to be launching their own streaming service, and they own ESPN, so they'll probably be pulling all that content into their uh, into their streaming service. You're going to have a, well, you have a, a YouTube TV that that that's launched. All of these guys are going to be looking for content, so you're also going to have to be looking at what the organization brings to the ability to attract um, um, subscribers in that arena. So that that's going to be the future when you're looking down the road five, ten years uh, down the pipe. Um, so you know you have to take that into uh, into uh, into assessment. Um, but overall, overall, right now it it is your ability to attract the traditional media dollars through broadcast that uh, is will be the main driver for decision making. 
Um, the ability to to attract uh, people to to games and everything is also something that uh, that that need, also needs to be considered. Maybe the feasibility kind of addresses that. Is that uh, this team will be able to significantly attract larger crowds to uh, to stadiums, and maybe that may be enough to compensate for maybe lost broadcast revenue. But it's a you know it's definitely a, a very interesting prospect, but. Uh, just income levels in Tonga, Fiji, Samoa, their ability to 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 attend games there is going to be challenging and generate revenue. Uh, and then um, it's going to you're primarily going to be relying on Pacific Island uh, populations um, that aren't in the islands to drive a lot of the revenue generation for for such a team. All right, Richard, take a stab at what is likely therefore in the feasibility report. Is it is it is it likely to be favorable or do you think they're flying kites well i I, and of course this is all just speculation but i don't think that they that this information would have found its way into the media if the feasibility of it was that was was definitely on the downside um if if it was if it was if they had found that there was absolutely no way to to make this a a successful venture then it would not have popped up on the radar. Yeah, there we go. So, uh, do, is it something? I mean, it's been great to have a yarn to, and thank you so much for your time on this. Do, do you have a bit in the ring at the moment, or is it something now that you've heard this that you want to throw one in, or do you think perhaps not this round? Oh yeah, we're we're, we're tracking this. We're tracking this very closely. Um, but but like I said, we're we're looking at it from from the angle of what we know what uh, what will be financially sustainable for our group, um, and what has uh, what has the, the greatest uh, potential growth uh, for the future. Um, and 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 everything that we've been able to put together right now simply points to. Um, uh, to the team that we would uh, be involved with, being based in Hawaii, if there is something, if there is something else, then you know uh, we'll, we're definitely going to, um, to to ask for information and be able to to look into these things. But um, being able to also break into the U.S. market is going to be something of significance and relevance to uh, uh, Sanzar and Super Rugby uh, on the brighter on the wider scheme of things. So. We, we also think that you can actually kill two birds with one stone with being able to still satisfy the, uh, the, the Pacific Island need uh, uh, within the uh, Super Rugby competition while also being able to start plowing the market uh, fresh, fresh ground uh, for future expansion of the competition. I mean, it's, um, it's kind of inevitable, obviously, that the, that the uh, largest sporting market on planet Earth, which is the, uh, the United States, needs to be a needs to be opened up uh, to uh, to professional rugby. And so I, I just kind of, uh, our proposition we think is, is, is a very viable one commercially uh, as well as meeting the, uh, the need for the Pacific Island team. And we would be able to bring the latest and greatest for uh, not only the commercial operation of a franchise, but also uh, training uh, uh, nutrition, all, all of the sports science that, that that goes into it as well, and uh, everybody else in Super Rugby would stand to benefit um, from what we could bring to the table as well. Hey, thank you very much. Awesome. Uh, thanks, Richard. Richard Farley on your Radio Sport Breakfast. Radio Sport Breakfast. Uh, it is seven twenty-one. So no, absolutely. If they were to be part of Super Rugby expansion, if they were to have a Pacific based Super Rugby team, it would be in Hawaii. Certainly not anywhere near here. Mm, mm.